Hey there, folks. This is PD, as usual, your host here on 8mm Dissection. Um, just want to give you guys a little bit of an intro, I guess. I really don't, I'm not 100% sure why I do these, to be honest, because, well, frankly, it's in the title as to what the episode is. But fuck, uh, in case you missed it, two weeks ago, we put out the first part of the Halloween 8mm dissection. And that's not because we had to do it in two parts, it's just how I split it up. Deal with it. Uh, so this is part two of the Halloween breakdown that we did. And again, this is the Rob Zombie remake. Again, you should know this because you're on the second part. But as I noticed it uh, with Tusk, somehow, I mean, maybe it was just replays, but uh, part two got probably almost 15 more listens than the first part, which I don't entirely understand. Typically, you should uh, at least have a pretty solid idea of what's going on for the first half of the movie so that you understand why the ending is what it is. But hey, you know what? You guys don't like to follow the rules, and we typically don't either. So we'll roll with it. In the meantime, enjoy the goddamn show, guys. Again, this is PD, 8mm, Halloween, Rob Zombie, the hamster's in-house. Fuck yeah. See you at the end of the show. Yeah, we so are. So back to Hayden Field. Nailed it. All right. Spiffy new jumpsuit, all that good shit, heading home. So now we're with... It's the second movie just mirror... The second movie, the second half of this film, which is from where we just left off on, almost mirrors the first half of the movie in a lot of ways. So we start out again with the family having breakfast. And this time around, it's a much, much more happier nuclear style family. Because it's Halloween again. It's once again Halloween, back in Haddonfield. Um, like not necessarily the same street, but the same neighborhood yeah, as Mikey's old house. Very close. They're, yeah, they're, they're very right close. around the corner. Yeah, they're very close. I, I just can't remember. Like you don't see a map or anything. No, but okay. So because when they're walking to school this morning, they're like they walk. She walks down, turns on the block. And she's there. Yeah, and she's there. So, it's like across the street. Yeah, she's living a couple houses away from her house where everyone else is killed. Across the street and on like the kitty corner of the block. The yeah, she's, so she lives real close. And uh, we're with this family and they're having breakfast. She's talking about something. Starts fingering her bagel. Mom's yeah. disturbed by it. Yeah. So mom was like a goody two shoes. The family's very well to do. Mm, very much so. Um, so not a whole lot going on here. It's just the family's getting ready. Uh, and you see that they're a much happier version of what you saw earlier. Um, so she's heading out the door. Dad's telling her to remember to drop this paperwork off in like a mailbox, mail slot kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Cause her dad's a realtor and he's working on selling this house. So he was, uh, wanted her to drop off some paperwork at the house. On her way to the school, bus stop, whatever she had to walk to. So she's on her way there, and she takes a turn onto the street where the house is, and this little boy, Tommy, comes running up after good old Miss Lori, this young little teen girl that was fingering the bagel before. 17 years old. 17. There you go. We know how old Lori is. Yep. Wonderful. Um, And they're talking about uh, a movie that, was it a movie or like a special that Tommy had seen about the Wolfman? Oh, she's like, have you ever heard of the Mexican Wolfman? Yeah, the that's- Mexican Wolfman. That's what I forgot the Mexican part. Yeah, I don't really know. 
to be honest. There's really not a whole lot to do. He's he just Sami was talking about this kid is easily afraid of these kinds of things, the boogeyman, these wolfman type scenarios. Um, and that's about all that is. Uh, we, or at least for the moment. So then we cut actually to see Mikey in some old place, yeah. ripping up some floorboards. Um, I just said Mikey gets home. Yeah, his it, house. you realize it eventually. They don't show it right out of the gate, yeah. but you can, can you draw the conclusion ra- rather easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's pulling up these floorboards and he pulls some shit out. He, he finds uh, a knife and a mask. Conveniently enough, it's the ones from his initial incident. Yep. That he had the, the mind to hide after it happened. Because he liked it. Of course. Boom. So yes, he knew he did it. There was a whole, always a game, of course. That's obvious. So he's got his shit. He's officially Mike Myers now. He's got a jumpsuit. He's got his mask, and he's got his knife. Um, Tommy and Lori are just getting up to the house, and she and Tommy's like, "You can't go up there. That's supposed that's the boogeyman's house. You can't go there." He's like, "She's like, I gotta drop this stuff off. It's not that big a deal." Uh, ugh, that was gross. <laughs> Tastes like dick. Tastes like a lot of things. Man, and dick I want might a sandwich. Oh, there's a little bit more. Ugh. I wish I brought my wallet over a pizza. Too bad. Um, so yeah, Myers' house. Take it over. She hasn't quite approached the door, or is about to approach the door. Yeah, she's just dropping off the real estate paperwork. Real estate paperwork, and yeah, you know, Tommy's giving her some crap. Like, you can't go up there. You can't go up there. It's like, watch me, watch me. And before she's like, right when they're at the fence, it shows Mikey downstairs. And he hears the voice, and he's like, looking up, and he ends up, as she's getting up to the front stairs, whatever, to put the stuff in the mail slot, um, he's literally right outside, uh, right inside the door, just kind of looking at her. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts the stuff off, and his hand's, like, down there as she's, you know, reaching into the mailbox, whatever, and... Nothing ends up coming out of that scene. She just kind of walks away from the stairs. And she fucks watching. with Tommy a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. She's like, like oh, pretends oh, like the boogeyman's yeah. getting her. But when he's literally right there. She's just so close to being fucked up. She has no idea how close to right she is. Yeah. So oh. she just ends up dropping the mail and walks off. And you see like an interior shot where Mikey picks up the mail and sniffs it yep. like a total creep. Creeper. It, it ends up making sense, but yeah, um, it's still pretty fucking creeperish. He uh so yeah they end up walking away and he just kind of watches them disappear and they uh they just kind of walk to school. Ugh, yes. So then it shows Lori and some of her friends sitting at the was it, it's a library is it in yeah the they're library? in the library second floor of their school kind of yeah, library right nice by place. the windows um and they're talking about the just what they're gonna do this Halloween setting up some sexcapades yeah they're just sitting there chit chatting whatever and they Lori keeps looking out the window to see. Michael standing out there, just right by a tree, not hiding at all. Yeah, across the street, out in broad daylight. Yeah, just staring up at her, and she doesn't really make anything of it. Like she doesn't really say anything right mm. then and there. She she's got a look on her face. She definitely noticed it, and she's like, "That's that's not normal." But she doesn't say shit. Just kind of plays it off. Yeah, and they're sitting there chit chatting, whatever, and it just kind of keeps going back and forth right there between looking outside and seeing Michael and all that. Um. And then it cuts to Dr. Loomis, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I wasn't really prepared. Uh, doctor, it goes for, to for Dr. Loomis at the. Uh, oh, whoops! At the at the uh, what is it? The Smithfields or something like that? What's uh, that? What's the asylum called? Uh, Smith's Grove. Smith's Grove Asylum. Um, 
talking with the director and the new psych like head psychologist out there. Um, like, well, I don't know what, where do you think he is? He's like, he's, you know where he's going, you know what's going on. All you fucking, uh, it must be nice to not have a conscience or right. any sort of guilt. Like, oh, you paper pushers up there, you ties. Huh, I'll have to try it sometime. Like, well, where's he? Like, what do you want us to do? He's like, I want you to get on the phone and call the fucking police and tell them what's happening. Tell them where they're going and just who got out. I was like, well, how are we supposed to know where he got out? I was like, it's pretty fucking obvious. He's going to Haddonfield. Right. And just. You had boom. one job, and that was to keep the animals in the fucking zoo. Yeah. Like, that, that's the kind of temper yeah. that this dude's he got at this is point. pissed that shit got so wrong when he was gone, like, after he left that this dude got out. Like, Probably should have been in a maximum security facility because of his size and his disturbing nature. But yeah, no, they let him out and they didn't know it. Like, Hadfield's over 100 miles away. He's like, yeah, but he's already there. Like, yeah. come on, people. Um, they don't know that for sure, but the yeah. guy, Loomis, is like, come on. You're right. kidding yourselves. Right. He's like, he's there. Um, it's the only place he would go, it's the only yeah. place he knows. Right. It's, where else is he going to go? He's been there and here for the last 20 years of his life. Oh, man. Never even played Xbox. What a bummer. Well, I mean, then again, it hasn't been invented yet. So Atari, then. All right. I'll take it. Um, so, yeah, then it cuts back to Haddonfield. Uh, it's after school, and it's Lori and Linda, as you come to find out, and yep. Annie. Annie shows up a little while into oh, it. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, they're, cheerle- they're cheerleaders or whatever. They're walking and just having conversations about... How the one girl almost got suspended. Yeah. She thought the teacher was like coming onto her and she, she's got some like weird sexual fetish that like all these guys are yeah. coming onto her all of the time. So like, Which, yeah, Annie shows up a little bit. She's, uh, and this is when it starts harkening back to the old school version where this Annie is the daughter of the sheriff which is a consistency sort of thing from the first one. The sheriff shows up, offers them all a ride, and he's the only one that takes him up on it. The other two she talks about, you think he was hitting on me? That whole yeah. thing is creepy. Which, Annie is the grown-up version of the little girl from uh, 4 and 5. Oh, really? From Halloween's 4 and 5. Nice. Yeah, it's four and f- the little girl from that, all grown up. Huh. And Rob Zombie's version, which I thought was kind of cool that right? he did that. I like the play-ins. Um... Kind of uncomfortable when you think about like when you first saw her in yeah. the movie. She was this little girl, and then in this movie, she just gets destroyed, half naked the whole time. And it's just like, well, this is kind of She's uncomfortable. She is good looking. I'll give her that. But um, it's still like the last memory I have of you. You're about seven years old, and now I'm seeing you with just your titties hanging out, and this is kind of making me well, feel it's weird. Just like the other girl from fucking. Spy Kids. Right, Alexa Vega or fucking Hannah Montana. Watched her be that, and then she became the Miley Cyrus we know she is now. I still... Oh. Talk about a left fucking turn. Right. Um, but yeah, they're walking... The cheerleaders, they're, or the three of them, they're walking home before the cops pick them up and they see... She's like, hey, I think that guy's staring at us. And they're like, what guy? Like, really? What guy? The guy standing in the middle of a goddamn street. <laughs> the only other person on the road. Like, how do you like not see Like a fucking this? statue... Pointed directly at you. The big show is standing amongst midgets, and you don't know which guy they're talking about. Seven foot tall, weighing in at 500 pounds. The big show. Like, I mean, seriously. I mean, you really couldn't miss the fucker. No. 
He dwarfs trees. <laughs> like, seriously, he's huge. Um, Them like, shoulders oh. have quite the birth. And the, the two others kind of start, you know, the Linda and Annie start just being like, oh, whatever. It's whatever. Hey, fucker, yeah, my dad's the fucking sheriff. And right. then he starts walking away. She's like, see, that's what he's like. What if he was dangerous? Blah, blah, blah. And they keep walking. And then the sheriff, yeah, stops by. He's like, hey, I'm just on my way home. Uh, you, anybody want to ride? He's like, uh, and he's like, yeah, I'll take one. And the other two are like, yeah, no, it's okay. And they end up all splitting up. Um, Lori is takes a turn. She's walking. She's pretty close to her house. And you see in the distance, Michael's following her. But she arrives home without incident. Yep. Her and her mom, quote unquote mom, are standing out there. Hanging out, doing dec- uh, finishing decorations real quick, and he, this the, I guess this would be one of the fails technically because you you could clearly see him following her in the, uh, um, in the background when she was walking up to the house, and you see him watching from just behind, like right at this tree across mm-hmm. the street, but as it shows like the background camera of, huh, Lori and her mom talking, fixing this Mr. Skeleton, Mr. Bones. Yeah. The skeleton. You don't see him in the trees in the background at all. When he was clearly right across. You're saying that he should be in in the background of that shot. I figured you would be able to see him at least once in one of those, but other than just. (laughs) Other than. uh, Him following her in the background, just blatantly walking, you don't really see anything. So. I guess that's that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, and then it cuts to Dr. Loomis uh, arriving in Haddonfield at a graveyard with, uh, what's his name? Good old Captain Spaulding. There we go, Captain Spaulding. And they're kind of sitting there chit-chatting, whatever, as they're walking up uh, to this gra- this graveyard. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're at the graveyard, to be honest. Um. Well... I'm not entirely 100% sure, but I, I can draw some conclusions. Maybe well, they let's just start thought he was going to be there. This caretaker doesn't know who the guy is. Yeah. So, like, they're walking up, and the guy's talking about, like, the lore that he knows about this family. And they're going up to Miss Meyer's grave, yeah. in case we didn't say that. I can't remember. Yeah, no, um, and uh, he's talking about, like, what he knows about the family, how she killed herself because of what happened at the hospital. Couldn't he handle talks the about, stress of being Satan's mother. Right. Um, and, and like all the pressure from the community and shit. And, yeah. And he talks about the doctor and how he, like, he's getting that blood money from the book he wrote and doesn't realize he's talking to the doctor that wrote that. The doctor doesn't say shit. He's just like, ah, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Whatever. And, um, when they arrive to the grave, finally, um, good old spot, just, just what the fuck? Oh, God damn it. I didn't yeah. fucking need this. It's fucking ridiculous. And you see that. Is the headstone gone? It's yeah, just missing, it's, right? It's like a half a ton headstone yeah, just gone the missing. Yeah, gone. And then there's a crucified coyote body that's yeah, like flayed open. It was a fox. And it, I did too, but they say a coyote later yep. on. I thought it was a fox. I literally, it's in my notes. It says crucified fox. It's, yep. <laughs> crucified fox on mom's grave. I'm glad we both made that. Because it, it, it does not look like a coyote. No, it's too orange. small and it's, it's orange. orange. Yeah, Those whatever. Giant, yeah, but whatevs. There's a crucified small dog-like animal over what should be uh, Miss uh, Meyer's yeah, gravestone. Yeah, the gravestone's missing. He's like, don't you kid think I have anything goddamn better to do? And he starts <laughs> walking away. He's like, I think I know whose grave that is. Yeah. And just hops in his car. And then now we are on the uh, the last big section, I think it's called here. Because they do those black, uh, black screens with the titles. Oh, you know? yeah, the title screens. Yeah. yeah, and this one is just called Trick or Treat. 
Indeed. So it is now enter Halloween night. Halloween evenings. And <laughs> this is where the action happens. This is the finals, finals stretch of 40, 40 minutes of movies. Of the 40 minutes? It's, it's, about, it's about 40 it's minutes It's about 40 movies. minutes, yeah. It degraded from a German accent to like a strange Italian-French-like accent. It's like a uh, Estonian accent. Yeah, hey, I like it a lot. It sounds very, very yes. class. I don't even know what this is. But I like the class. Maybe it's a Pakistani. Well, we're missing the headstone. It's no good. It is no. trick or treat time. And, uh, okay, I do have to pee again, but I'm going to get us through this scene. All right, do it up. Okay. So, it's trick or treat, and uh, or it's Halloween evening now. And yeah, it's the buddy. First couple. So we basically got the Skrillex looking motherfucker in a van with Linda, Duh. the hoary cheerleader who likes to fuck a lot and um, thinks everyone wants to fuck her. Yeah, they uh they pull up to the, the Myers house and they're like, man, I'm so ha-, you know bummed that they're selling this place. And he's like, well, maybe I'll buy. He's like, what with your fucking eleven dollars in your piggy bank. He's got this fucking weird paint job on his van. They they Classic. grab they grab like one beer. They have a whole cooler, but they grab one beer to bring inside. And then leave the whole cooler outside. Because yeah, they literally go in like they're just making this small talk as they walk inside to literally start fucking. And uh in this dilapidated abandoned yeah. serial killer house. Yeah. So they go in there and uh as they walk in, the camera pans up and they're oh, good old Michael standing there on the on the roof there on the balcony that's not really functionable. Mikey's already home. Yeah, he's home. Um, so, yeah, they're fucking. And uh, he's like, oh, my, my legs, my calf's cramping up. And she's like, oh, a little warning would have been nice next time. And, you know, there's kind of just little some banter about it. Yeah, because um, he pops despite his fucking yeah, calf cramp. and yeah. just unloads unexpectedly. Yeah, and so she's kind of like, ugh, whatever. She's like, go get me a beer. He's like, well, how was it? Like, on a scale of 11 to uh, or 1 to 10. He's like, he's like a five. He's like, no, he's like, she's like more like a zero. He's like, yeah, but like a zero plus 11. <laughs> corny then, ass. Which yeah. like as corny as it is, it's like, that's something that some piece of shit like that would have actually said. Oh yeah. So it's like, all right, I'll give that some creed despite how cheesy it is. Right? <laughs> um, let's see. So the dude runs out to uh, get some beer from the van, which I don't know why they kept it in the van. So this is one of the scenes that I thought was really kind of cool. Um, they're fucking in Mike's old sister's room. Yeah. So it's a mirror, not even a mirror. It's an identical scene almost, other than like the it doesn't have like the the room set for up for a room, but like it's still the same place. Yeah. It's this skeevy dude, this seventeen whatever something girl fucking in this room. Like he pops premature. She had didn't have any good sex out of it. Like she turns the boom box on while he goes to get beers. What's Blue playing? Oyster Blue Oyster Cult's playing again. Piece of shit goes downstairs once again, gets fucked up. Like it's just a well, perfect mirror yeah. image. The best part is like he goes out to the van and he's digging through this cooler, which apparently has one other beer in there, but 40 empty cans and ice. Like who puts ice on empty beer cans? You are horrible planners. Like, yeah, he takes forever to get the beer and you know, she's like uh, as he's walking in, at first I thought it was Michael. Like I thought he had already killed the dude and then mm-hmm. he didn't see it because he's wearing the glasses and a sheet over yeah. it. And it just shows him kind of slowly walking in. And then, nope, next thing you know, Michael just quick grabs him. Yeah, he's walking up the stairs. There's a, a banister, not a banister, a platform where it yeah. t- like does an L shape. That's when he just gets fucked. Yeah, it just grabs him real quick and just starts choking him. And they're just like, oh, oh fighting in vain completely. Because yeah. like, Michael just lifts him up basically one-handed 
like if there weren't a wall, he'd be getting ready to be choke slammed. Oh yeah, like he's way off the ground, and then also he just fucking nails him to the wall with his knife. And this then, is the only flaw I noticed was that. Yeah. That because he leaves him hanging there by the knife, and it's like that knife's barely enough to penetrate the entire body with its blade length. Yeah. Much less nail a body to the fucking wall and support it. Yeah. That was my only like, all right. That's a little much. You pushed yeah. it. No, I totally agree with you on that. It was the only one that I just had to, come on, man. It's not a four, like the longest chef's knife you'll have is a 12 inch chef's knife, which even me, I'm not a big guy, but we're going to say this is. I would say you're at least nine inches through and through. Well, yeah, I guess nine inches. Boom. Plus for that weight, you're going to need at least three inches into the wall. Right. For one point. Probably into a stud being as how it was like blade side down into just sheetrock. So if you didn't even hit a stud, it would have just probably the way would have cut through the fucking sheetrock. So that dude's dead. So then Mikey decides, hey, I like that costume. So he throws the sheet with the glasses over. And again, fucks with the girl in the sister's room. Stands there. She's like, oh, hey, what took you so long, you fucker? And he's there. She's (laughs) like, give me the beer. He's like, give me the beer. He just. Like, holds it he up. actually had the beer and extends it out. Like, yeah. here you go. <laughs> Come and, and get a bitch. She's insulting him or whatever, and all. And she finally gets up and grabs the beer. And she's not like she should be happy. I even let you touch me with that fucking thing. Yeah, and she turns around, and next thing you know, uh, he just picks her up and chokes her out, and then just carries her naked body elsewhere. Um. So yeah, the bitch is dead, the dude's dead, and it comes to Dr. Loomis. I'll be back. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Alright, so now that all that shit's done with... Now to the wall with the knife, she's dead. He, she just choked her out um, with like straight hands around the throat style. So again, like, like we said, she's naked, dead, all that good stuff. Uh, like he picks her up. Like you would uh, anyone you're caring for that's drunk, you know, one arm behind the, I don't know, fifth, fourth ribs, and then like the other hands underneath the knees, carrying her out. So that's that's where that stops. Um, so now we're with again Dr. Loomis. He is in some sort of redneck ass gun toting kind of store where he's looking to pick up some sort of form of protection he knows he's going to run into mike at some point during all this he knows what kind of guy mike is and he knows he's going to fucking need some protection so uh he's in there and you can tell he's like he's rushed he wants to get this shit so he can i don't i don't know i'm not even sure exactly why he just like it seems like he's concerned so much for his life that he needs this protection right the fuck now and so like he's in there he's looking at these guns and I can't remember the first one that he pulls out. He's like, oh, this looks like a nice gun. And the guy's like, yeah, it's a great gun if you just want to piss it off. You know, that kind of classic uh, rednecky gun enthusiast kind of guy. He's like, would you take this? I think it's a 44 Magnum that he pulls out. He's like, this will really put the whatever job. It'll really do whatever job you got for it. Uh, and then he asks him, like, what he's planning on hunting. I don't think he elaborates at all on that. It just kind of leaves it there. And uh, so we cut from that scene. So we know the Doc Bodegon. That's really the only point in all that. And that he's he's pretty fucking nervous. So now we're with Laurie and her mom. And they're handing out candy on the front stoop of their house. Uh, just kind of like reminiscing about shit. And dad shows up. And um, he, he just kind of starts talking about Because like Laurie is doing some babysitting tonight. She's the babysitter of that Tommy kid that we mentioned before. So she's babysitting for the evening, this Tommy kid, and her dad's telling her to be careful. You know, there's a lot of hooliganism and nutcases out there and crazy things that go on uh, on nights like tonight. So just be careful, honey, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, I think he's having a smoke or yeah. some yeah. shit like that. He lights up. So uh, while that's happening, the sheriff girl drops by Annie, uh, picks her up. So that they drive off. Mom heads into the house, and the dad's left out on the stoop. And uh, before you know it, what happens? Mike just literally just grabs him and slices him and throws him inside the door. Like, literally opens the door, chucks him on the ground, basically, and shuts the door behind him. Like, it was a very fast kill. It was. Like, he's just, he was there. Like, they drove away, and he killed them. Um, gets inside, throws the dad down. He's dead already, like, insta-death. Is it just me, or does Mikey's kill seem more calculated in this in comparison to the old school movies? Um, he has some of them. Some of them do. Like, this one definitely does. Um, I guess... In a way, yeah, they, he's thought out things and he kind of draws, he plays a little around a little bit more. I feel like he's, uh, as far as serial killers go, he's one of the more patient ones, you know? Yeah. Like, he'll wait for you to split off from the other person and, oh, take yeah. it and, and exploit that vulnerability. And he'll he'll, that get, he'll you get them right yourself. away. Yeah, he'll get them as soon as he can. Like, as soon as they're alone, he'll quick take that kill and get it. He's an ambush predator. Yeah, there we go. That's very much there his style. He's an ambush predator. Whereas fucking Jason Voorhees will just burst into a room while yeah, two people walking. are fucking and just he's destroy a, you also, both. Oh, Jason Voorhees is immortal. He's yeah, he's the living dead true. thing. But so uh, is Mike. I mean, he dies at the end of every fucking movie. Dies almost at the dies. end of movie. But then he, there's always another movie. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he gets away. So in a way, yeah. I mean, he's sort of immortal too. But. Um. Yeah. Fucking throws the dad down. All uh, the mom turns around and she's like, "Huh? Oh, what the fuck?" Um. She's you know screaming as this fucking hulking beast is in the room, like staring at her. Starts walking towards her. And really, things do not go her way right away. Real like, quick. She, like, what is he? I think he just starts chucking her around for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, um, he, he ragdolls her a little bit. And then, she, you know, it shows her crawling towards the phone. Um, she gra- She literally grabs the headset, and uh, he grabs her away, and she's screaming, whatever, and he's holding her by the hair, um, kind of bending her neck back a little bit. Um, we're making we're good doing time. good on time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of bends her hair back a little bit, and he's uh, what is it? Oh, he he takes a picture and it shows the picture of the girl like right away, and she's like, no, 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 and he just literally just snaps her neck, he just literally snaps just, her neck, just boom, bump, bump, one of the only clean kills he does. Yeah, just snaps her neck back, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that's the end of that scene. Um. Let's see. Then we cut to Lori being with Tommy. Yep. She's like, uh, let's see. Watch Mike behind her. Let's go to Tommy's. Um, so she's there. They're sitting around the table, I believe. Oh, yeah. And he's asking about whether or not the boogeyman is real. Oh, like, yeah. If that's, if that's true. Like, and she's kind of like, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And then um, she's like, well, we're going to have your, uh, your lady lover, Lindsay, come over. And he's like, oh, what if the guys see like, like, what does that mean? She's like, uh, she's a girl. She's not a boy. I don't like girls. Yeah, because he's a little kid. You know, he's yeah. like, I don't he's want in my... the cootie phase. Yeah, Tr- straight up cootie phase. Like, I can't be seen with a girl. Ew, you know. Internally like, liking girls, but not being willing to admit it. Yeah, in one of those things. The straight version of in the closet. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's happening. She get. Uh, I think she calls Annie, or Annie calls her. I can't remember. I believe Annie calls her. Okay, so they're on the phone, you know, kind of setting up their meetup thing where Lindsay was going to go over and hang out with Lori and Tommy for a little bit. Well, so uh, 
Annie and her boyfriend Paul could be at home fucking. Do the old hibbity dibbity. Yep. So that was pretty much it. Not even at home. No. Because she's babysitting at the Wallace's residence. Yeah. So they were going to do it at the Wallace's residence So while Lindsay was over at Tommy's. Right. So literally just down the street, whatever. Lori helping Annie get some nookie. Oh, uh. that's what a true friend is for. Did it all for the nookie. Yeah, uh. nookie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see here. So they're, they're, Annie and Lori are, sorry. Lori, nope. Annie and Annie. Lindsay at their at the, house, the Wallace's right. house. There we go. Um, <laughs> struggle bus. True. Have you seen the anti-struggle bus in Mankato? The Thrive bus. Uh. Uh-uh. It's literally a short bus that says Thrive on the side of it. And all I could think of was like some scheming ploy to be like, "This isn't the struggle bus. We'll help you succeed." Like. I don't know. I just thought it was one of the cheesiest things I've seen in my entire goddamn life, and I'm really proud that it's in this town. The town where fucking people try to escape the cops by driving through Walmart. It's true. <laughs> goddamn it. The Thrive Bus. <laughs> You're a piece of work, man. Nobody that's riding a short bus that says Thrive on it is thriving at all. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, definitely um, Holy shit, sorry. <laughs> I digress. Unless you're the dude from, like, The Ringer. <laughs> I guess. The CDs. That's all. He's a famous retard. <laughs> he is. He's been in more than one movie. Multiple, actually. That's what yeah, they call it. what more than one is. So, it shows Lindsay, the little girl, sitting there uh, on the couch. She's watching a horror movie. I don't know which one it is. It's the same one that everybody's watching, apparently. Yeah. It's always on the TV. It looks like the Swamp Man or something like that. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Isn't that like a spaceship, though? I don't know. It's a mix, but we'll just say it's an alien swamp creature. Fair enough. Um. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't recognize the movie. I sh- probably should, and I'm embarrassed about it because I'm sure it's a well-known movie. But I'm I sure just, it is. I just have a hard time. I don't have access to all those old schools like like that. I just don't. My grandparents were never big on it. My mom didn't watch that stuff. I just and I'm not really willing to throw a shit ton of money at all these old movies. I have a bunch of them. But Without I, a guarantee of liking it. Yeah, right? like I have a lot of the black and white ones, but I just don't sit and watch them because I like a lot of the newer horror movies, which I see the 13 Ghosts up there and I really want to watch it. Is it good? I haven't watched it yet. Oh. We, I haven't watched it. Right on. I just got it and I got the 3D glasses. I just haven't put all of that together, I guess. We'll have to sit down and watch it soon. Definitely. That'd be down. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay. So, Lindsay's there watching TV and it shows Michael kind of creeping up behind her and you hear Annie yell, Hey, let's go. We're gonna go to Tommy's and hang out with Lori for a bit. It's like, so get your coat. It's like, okay. Mikey gets pretty close to the couch now, and the girl does not move. Um, then Annie walks in, and she's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" She's like, "What?" I'm like, get ready. Let's go. Finally, so they, whatever. They end up walking over to uh, the place with Lori and Tommy, and they hang out. And she's like, "Hey." You know, Mikey let him go. Yeah, but he let him go. He's like, "Hey, there's better. There's something better playing out here, so we're good." Um, playing the long game. He uh, he takes or he nope. He waits until Annie and her boyfriend Paul come to the back to the walls his house because that's literally the whole thing. Just dropping a kid off there, coming back to fuck, send her back at like eleven or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> so that's what happens. So. She meets Paul back up at the house, and instantly they start getting it on. Right. Um, 
And the little girl the whole time, like, she knows what's up. Oh, yeah. She like, during totally the walk does. over to Lori's or, well, Tommy's place, she's like, you know I know what I, what's happening. Yeah. And, and I can't remember what Annie says. And she's like, the little girl just responds with, like, and you're banking on me not telling kind of thing. Yeah, she's like, well, I know what you're going to give away. Like, <laughs> she, yeah, she's totally knows what's going on. Straight up, like, almost getting blackmailed by a little seven-year-old. Yeah. The best was her, her attitude that she has when uh, later in the movie when Tommy's like, God, what do you say? He makes fun of her costume a little bit. She goes, oh, yeah. I'm Queen. I think it's Cleopatra. Yeah. That's who she's supposed to be. I'm the Queen Cleopatra, so you best be respected. <laughs> like, she you gets know? all sass the phrase. Yeah. It's something very similar to that. It's like, adorable. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Um, so they show up, drop the kid off. That's pretty much that. So they're back at the house fucking. Yep. But now, before that... It goes back to them at the house fucking. It shows Dr. Loomis, and he's now at the sheriff's, uh, the sheriff at the the local grill and fill kind of station. This just burger outlet kind of thing almost. Well, um, I guess we did miss a, a small little thing with the cop and the doc, but it's really not that relevant. They, the cop basically just says that the headstone incident couldn't possibly be related oh, to, yeah, he's to like, Mike. He's like, no, the, the sheriff's like, it's a half ton headstone. He's like, that's my point. The dude took it. He's like, well, just stop by my office. Which isn't a great argument. Like, who's going to believe that some one dude's picking up a 1,000 pound headstone? Right. He's like, that's my point. Well, your point's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, this, you know, the doctor's like, hey, listen, seriously, tomorrow, the sheriff's like, you know, just come by my office tomorrow. We'll talk. He's like, tomorrow will be way too late. Evil is here fucking now. It's here. We need to stop him. So then that's, after that's all the other shit that happens with Annie and Lindsay. And then. Again, here we yeah. are with the doc again. Um, let's see. They are at the. Uh, let's see, where were they? So Lori's babysitting the two kids alone. The doctor is with the sheriff. I think they're at the office now. The sheriff's department. Yeah, they're at the sheriff's office. Um, and he's like, you know, he's telling them we need to find him. We need to find him. Uh, the sheriff's, you know, talking. He's like, hey, listen, I know who you are. Uh, I recognize you right away. And yeah, I've read your book, and I don't like it. You, you know, he calls him out for the blood money. He's yeah. like, hey. Uh, you know, he kind of goes through it, and he's like, you know, you just created a monster because monsters sell books. And the doc's like, hey, look at this cover. He shows, like, back when I found him, he looked like a sweet boy that could be saving who had no recollection of this. But over the years, we lost him. We couldn't find him. We need to do something, you know? Like, he's here, and he's like, okay, uh... He's like seven. The sheriff starts to tell him, you know, he's like 17 years ago, I responded to a case or a call that ended up being what the, uh, or it was the, uh, the Michaels, the Myers residence. Um, it was the mom she shot when she mm-hmm. shot herself. And, you know, it's a bloodbath everywhere. And I, when I walked inside, I saw this sweet little baby just sitting there in the middle of this horror. And I could not let her grow up with this stigma of what happened. So what I, I, I left her out of the report. And I drove her a county over and dropped her off at the emergency room so she could get away from it forever. And then I thought it was that was the end of it. But shortly after that, one of my buddies and uh, a good friend of mine ended up calling me, telling me he adopted her. And yeah, kind of uh, been doing whatever we could to keep this secret from her so she would not have to know, you know, what this is. So he knows who the daughter is. Like he's been protecting her. Um, and he knows that it's this lady. So he's like, all right. Well, and then in the process that he says the guy's name, uh, oh, yeah. I can't remember his first name, but something strode. Yep. And we've already also heard 
that Lori's last name is Strode. Yeah. So it's during this scene that you put it all together that, oh, so Lori's the baby from the first half of the movie that has now been adopted by this family, and he's about to come in contact with her again. It's the moment when all that gets to kind of yeah. be put like, together in your head. You'd, you'd kind of figure it out a little bit because whatever but yeah that's the defining moment if you haven't figured it out by then sorry but you're dumb like yeah i've seen the movie before but they also, telegraph it later on just for the real fucking morons yeah. but like you should really have it figured out by now it out that it's like hey something's something special about this girl hey what about the baby like right. you should figure it out um so yeah the sheriff ends up he's like all right well i'll call yeah gets but on the horn he's like if i if i do this if i break this secret this promise that i made uh 15 years ago you have to promise me you're playing it razor straight with me. And I mean razor straight. He's like, yeah, no problem. Calls him. Nothing, nothing. The rings, rings, rings. And he goes to voicemail and he's leaving a message like, hey, this is the sheriff. Uh, if you can, uh, if you hear me, please pick up. I need to talk to you now. And it shows, you know, the parents all sliced up. As you know, they're already dead right. at home. And it's like, please pick up now. And whatever, he hangs up. He's like, Let's go. The sheriff is visibly concerned. Like he finally shows, he's like, "Hey, something's not right here. Why aren't they answering?" Right. They should have answered for sure. Yeah. So they kind of. That's kind of it. They, yeah, they're like, "Let's go." Getting out of there. Yep. And then we get a cut to Tommy still babbling about the fucking boogeyman. Yep. And she's like, "Laurie's laying on the couch. Is there?" She's like, she's like, "Just seriously, enough about the goddamn boogeyman. Enough, please." Right. Tired of hearing about this shit. And that's all that scene go, is. Just give me five seconds. One, <laughs> two, three, four, whatever. So yeah, that's literally it. Um, and then we cut to Annie and uh, Scuzzball. Paul. Biggity banging. On the couch. At the old Wallace residence. Oh. That's right, folks. Wallace residence. What a fancy home this yeah, is. Yeah, as they're starting to get into it, you see Mikey creeping around the couch like he did when uh, Lindsay was watching TV. Ooh. And uh, it's funny. You basically get to the part where Paul's like, oh, it's so warm. Yeah. And then, what a weird line. Is this your first time, Paul? Because, yeah. duh, pussy's warm. Yeah. like It's like, oh, it's so warm. And then he just kind of gets picked up and stabbed. And Imagine how weird it would be if pussies were cold and clammy. Ugh. They're just cold, moist, dank environments. Like, this, like a cave. Like refrigerated chicken. Ugh. Oh, God. The colder it gets, it gets all slimy. Yeah. It gets thick like the liquor juice, does when it's the, in the freezer. The juices coagulate a little bit. Turns to more like uh, molasses yeah, it's like instead of heated up syrup. Ugh. Okay, that's what Horrible. Conversation. Fucking hot. It's so warm, he says. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed. <laughs> Michael was like, he's like, I was going to let you live, and I was just going to kill her, but you said something really fucking stupid, so duh. <laughs> you, sir, need to be done. Yeah. So he stabs him, and Annie starts running. She, like, freaks out, runs. <laughs> She's naked. She's running. And, only top half. Yeah, I guess. Um, She's only got a missing bra on top. She's running, and she almost gets outside. She literally opens the door and starts to run out, and Mikey just grabs her and pulls her in, throws her. She ends up running. She gets into the kitchen, fumbling around. You know, she's got the adrenaline, can't fucking do anything, shaking. She's trying to grab a knife, but he's there, and he just, like, oh, she ends up getting a knife and turns around and stares. She's like, ah! Goes to, like, stab him, and he just fucking just clocks her in yeah, the head just wallops she's, her she falls over she's like 
she starts to come back to it. She starts to crawl away. And then you see the fear in her face where because when he just grabs her and starts dragging her away. Yeah. And she's just like realized that it's one of those things like I'm so fucked. Like fuck, 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 fuck. Like can't Grasping do anything. For anything. Yeah. The rug's just moving with her, so it ain't helping and at she's all. Just and crying. She's just fucked. She's she's not in a good situation. We cut back to Lori. Uh, who is now at the point that she's like, all right, well, it's about time to be bringing Lindsay home. So she's like, Tommy, are you going to be all right to be here alone for a little while? And are you sure? He's like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Ugh. Why are you going to be so gay? So yep. now uh, Lori is about to head back that way with good old Lindsay pants. Um, and that's, again, real short scene. So we get a, we get a cut to the sheriff and the doctor in what is obviously the sheriff's car. They're cruising along, and all of a sudden, you hear a report come in over the CB. Oh, wait just a second. Oh, what did I skip? We got to go back a bit to when Lori walks her home, walks Uh, Lindsay home, because they're the one who who does the call. Because they they go they get to the Wallace's house and they literally open the door. The boyfriend's stabbed up and like crucified again, and uh, oh oh we we screwed up a little bit actually. It's this uh, little cut here when it cuts back to the car is when they have the conversation about the baby. Oh, this is when he breaks the promise or whatever officially. Oh no, th- yeah, this is where he says he he gives the the history about. Yeah, it. like this yeah. is where we f- you would be like an idiot not to realize who the baby yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it does cut back to Lori again. Yep. Yeah. So they they walk there and they get up to Annie's house and uh, they open the door and instantly or not Annie's house, uh, Lindsay's house and Annie's supposed to be there. The Wallaces. Yep. They they open the door and literally they're both dead there, right there, like. Well, Annie's still alive. But yeah, she's incapacitated Lindsay on the floor. screams, bloody murder. She's like, run back. Go to Tommy's. Go. And just go get help. And the girl just starts running. Help, help, help. And it's amazing how nobody hears anything. The whole town, this girl is screaming. Oh, yeah. Running down the street. And no one hears that. No one's alarmed by this. And it's no Halloween, one, yeah, like one of the most alert nights for people. And there's nobody else out trick-or-treating anymore. That's that's. I guess that's another... I mean, it is like 11, 12 o'clock. Kids aren't going to be out trick-or-treating still. They might. I mean, we were out till 10.30, unlikely. but... It's unlikely. I mean, there's still a chance, though. It, it, that's true. There's I mean, still people It is still to... fairly unfathomable that nobody would have heard this little girl screaming yeah. or either of them screaming in the open doorway of this house. Yeah. So, and the girl literally ran for, my, like... Down the street, like mm-hmm. we'll say the a block. street, not we'll, the sidewalk. She ran down the street. Yeah, so we'll just say a block. She ran an entire block screaming. Well, <laughs> Lindsay, uh, Lori runs inside. She's like, Annie, what's oh my god, oh my god, okay, what's going on? She's like, I'm gonna call the police. It'll be okay. And she's like, Paul's <laughs> hanging there. Yeah. He's like noosed up with the pumpkin around his head. Yeah, and she's like, uh, just hold on, whatever. She's like, Ooh. she's like, what did you say? Whatever. She'll Lori runs to make a phone call, and then the door just kind of creaks shut as michael steps out from behind the door he was literally right there again which is, i thought that was cool yeah. i liked that scene a lot it was just one of those basic creep moments where you're like yeah. "Ooh, yeah <laughs> so he's like right well there and she's on the phone you know she's calling in the stabbing and all this stuff and uh what is it that's when we cut to the sheriff basically yep. right after she has her phone call so. and then they're like hey hold on where's what there's a stabbing victim who called and then they say the strode he's like He's founder. 1308 Winchester Drive. Oh, shit. He's founder. Yeah, they say the story. He's like, he's founder. We, how long do we get there? He's like, 10 minutes. Like, fuck. So they flying over there immediately as fast Woo! as they can. Um, and 
then it cuts back to uh, Lindsay and or Lori and uh, Annie. Lori's still on the phone. Yeah, you know. we're back at the Wallace residence. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lori is, you know, still on the phone. You know, she's freaking out, trying to give all this information. And Michael's standing right over Annie, and uh, she's like, "All right, all right." He's like, "Just hold on, baby. I'm trying to get the phone. You just gotta hang on." Too many chromosomes. Too many chromosomes. I still can't believe that was a real. Oh, you made it. <laughs> I think uh, it's the less exacerbated motion. That yeah, really well, I can't just succeed. go like a. Yeah, if you, if you go for the. See, I missed. <laughs> just as bad. There we go. If you go for the quick hit, it's a lot harder. Yeah, just try. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I missed three times in a row! And All you're right, so I much take closer. Back my MacGuffin. MacGuffin? <laughs> no, my MacGuffin. Oh. Um, so let's see here. The way you take back a McMuffin is via external Boom. qualities that uh, throwing up in case that wasn't obvious. Um, do that again. Again, not with the thing, your face. Yep. That was it. It looks like a little clit. It's weird. Do it again. Oh, there it is. Continue. Me licking my mustache. Yeah. It kind of looks like a little clit, a little hairy clit. <laughs> that's, that's silly. Well, let's just s- cheers to that. Silly is factual in this Kay. scenario. Okay. Jeez, so I- anyway, um. Lori ends up seeing Michael now. Uh, is confronted by him, and she freaks out and fucking runs. She runs and runs, and actually does a pretty decent job of running. Yeah. She runs out the. I think she runs out the. For now. Yeah, she runs out the back door. Is this one she throws the chair through? Yeah, she throws the chair through the glass window because she can't get the door open. Yep. Um, instead of just. You know what? Fucking just barrel running. It's glass. Just just run through it. Gets honestly. out to the street. Yeah. And Barrels straight down the street again. She's screaming. She's running. And she gets to Tommy's house. And she's just banging on the door. Just, open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. I got him. I got him. Tommy's struggling to open the goddamn door. And they finally get the door open. And they shut it right away. She's like, where's Lindsay? She's like, it's right there. And then all of a sudden, boom. He's up. in Michael's in the window. Like right there. Like, Fuck. Lock the door. It's like, get upstairs. Get upstairs. Like, this scene happens fast. Yeah, like, it it's does. all fast. Like, Real they, quick hit. They run upstairs, and he, there's a thick door, and he just, boom, it's open. Like, it's, that's it. It's open, and he's chasing after them, and they're panicking. They can't run, and somehow he doesn't quite know where they are, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think they start running before he actually breaks into the door because they see him through the window, and they head upstairs. And hide themselves in the bathroom. Yeah, Somehow they, they, he just doesn't know which room they're in, kind yeah. of thing. They're all th- so they're all three sitting in the bathtub, which they have a glass door on a bathroom. It's Awful a frosted design. glass yeah. door, but it's a glass door nonetheless. Yeah. So they're sitting there quiet, and then all of a sudden the police show up. And at first, I didn't. I was like, how do the police know to go there and not the other place? I thought the same but fucking thing. Then I realized, okay, the little girl called, they called the police. Her and Tommy called the police too. Oh, yeah, because she would have said, run and call the police. Get, yeah. get to Tommy and call the police. Yeah, so the police, I guess the police that, were I never like, put that come together. here. That's, that's what I figured out. Like, they got the ambulance report to uh, Winchester the Wallaces, Drive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then the police went there to go see what these kids are freaking out about. Gotcha. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I it, hadn't it, put that together. It took me a little bit to figure that out. I was like, wait. I was like, oh. why are they showing up to this fucking house? This isn't where the call was made from. Yeah. But yeah that, I got a little flustered about that, too, but yeah. that makes sense. Um, so yeah, the police, there's two officers that show up and they're like, you take upstairs. I got down here. Like, okay. So the police show up and, uh, you see his figure, like they're hiding in the tub and they see this, uh, 
figure walk up, you know, you're like, oh shit, who is this? Is this the police officer? Or is this Mikey? Um, I guess that works too. I don't know why we didn't do that. Yeah, I know. I just got tired of sipping it straight. Sound like an old man taking a leak. Um, so we, uh, so they're sitting there in the tub and they see the shadows and it's please, can you open the door? Open the door. The kids are like, don't open it. No, don't open it. Don't open it. And they're like, is he gone? He's like, no, there's nobody here. There's nobody here. Just, just open the door. It's us. It's fine. And she's like, okay. She gets right up to the door and right as he's about to do that, just blood splattered on the the glass. They're like, oh shit. Oh damn. Cop's dead. Not looking good. Not looking good. The cop's dead. The other cop's upstairs. Michael has busted the uh, the glass on the door now. Mm-hmm. And he starts coming through the bathroom. And right as he's about the other place, is like, freeze! Don't move! And he gets one shot off. Mm. Man, I wish... Uh, this is one of the times where I wish that it was one of our current police officers mistaking him for a black man. <laughs> Two empty they clips... They always get the shoot to kill. Two empty clips in him before he took one step. But not Bad. this guy. Nope, he got one shot, but this is also the 70s. Also true. Um, one shot in the shoulder, doesn't stop him at all, just stabs him, yeah. crushes him, walks right back in. Couldn't and, have affected uh, him less. Yeah, all three of them are screaming in the tub, and he just grabs Lori and just walks away. The little kids are screaming. Literally and puts sp- her under his arm like a trapper yeah, keeper. just like. walks out. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm taking oh, this. This is, this is mine. And he walks away. Um, then it cuts to... The sheriff and Loomis, and you want to take this part? All right. The sheriff right. and Loomis walking up at the wall as <sighs> residents. And you see Mike leave the, the house with her. So, yeah, we got Sheriff and Dr. Loomis arrive at the house. Oh. Uh, this would be the one on Winchester Drive. You weren't quite ready for that swig you just took, guys can see. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they, they run up to the house. They, run th- they get through the door, and immediately um, Sheriff finds his daughter. And uh, my only beef with this scene, and that's, I mean, it can be kind of logicked out, is like his almost non-reaction he's, to his daughter being brutalized in his what, house, or yeah. not his house, in this house. He's uh, he's very, very professional about it. He is. He's uh, very professional. That's exactly what I thought was weird. I, like, I understand that it'd be really tough, but I also think he's, he's an aide sheriff. He's seen some shit. He saw that stuff. But yeah, I do agree that it would be, I think it would be a little harder to hold it together, but... Also, I could see him being, he's the sheriff. I could see him being very professional. Yeah. yeah. That's what Nicole and I said when we were watching. It was like, well, I mean, he is trained to deal with this kind of stuff. I mean, he's on the job. He's trained not to panic. Yeah. So, like, I could see him reacting like this, but it's like, it's also his daughter. Yeah. And she's like half naked, bleeding out in this house that she was just supposed to be babysitting at. Yeah. Like, Like, I feel like more panic would ensue than that, despite any training you fucking have. And then, yeah, it's, I agree, but I also all the police training in the world can't prepare you for your loved ones being the ones getting fucked with. Yeah, it's true. That's why doctors aren't allowed to operate on family members. Exactly, they're trained to know what to do in emergency situations. But if it's a a relative, they can't because they they're like shit. Like, what if I mess up? Like, that's they start to question their skills. You know, maybe and they're like, that's "Ah." where our little primate fucking brains go back to primitive times when just can't figure shit out because it's just like, oh, family, family. Uh, uh, I gotta save you. Whatever. Yeah, that's how it is, but... Yeah, that was one of my weird moments in this movie, I guess, but it's not like a flaw necessarily, because again, you can logic it out. It makes some sense. Yeah, you can be like, okay, no, I understand. He's an older guy, too. That's the thing. He's like, he's seen some shit. Shock of the moment. He's seen the Myers shit. Right. He was responded to the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe. 
But yeah, also, right. I do agree, maybe a little bit more panic. But just a tad would have been appreciated. But it is what it is. Cop finds his daughter. Oh fuck! I don't know where I even left off in my notes. Okay, so they arrive at the house to find the daughter. Uh, and Annie's talking about how the, you know they took Lori and all yeah. that. The kids end up telling. Yeah, he, Loomis walks out. Right. He goes um, outside. The kids run up. Yeah, the ambulance pulls up to take care of the stabbing victims because that—that's where—that's when I clicked. It clicked in my head. It's like okay, the two separate calls. Stabbing victim there, police right. at the other end. Okay. Grant, usually cop cars show up with ambulances, yeah. but you know, in a way um, it technically did. So So that's when I figured that like I kind of put those two together a little bit more. Right. Um, so the kids let the doctor know that essentially Mike's you know, obviously so, the doc's gonna put it together. Mike's got Lori. He, the boogeyman took Lori. The boogeyman took him, exactly. So uh that whole thing happens and what happens next? Uh cutscene goes Ooh, to shit. This uh, it's a basement. Um, it shows Lori sitting there on the ground, and she's kind of coming to. And you see a headstone in the background with some pumpkins, some jack o' lanterns, and it says Myers on it. So hey, look, there's uh that half ton piece it, of rock that's missing. Were you just rubbing your face on the? No, microphone? I was reading my. I mean, I guess yeah, kind of. I was rubbing like my face just, on. Like, like well, like I kind of did, so it was like brush brushing like, the, yeah. the little bristles on my cheek, and it kind of felt cool. But I mean. <laughs> All right, you know what? Fuck you. Let me brush my hair on my mic all I want, well, and just, you can just that's just you fack making off. fun of me for this. <laughs> that's Boom. not my fault. God damn it! Ignore that, folks. I'm gonna edit that out and post. <laughs> no editing. No editing. <laughs> These okay. are raw. So yeah, Lori's kind of coming too. She again, like Josh said, there's the headstone there. You see Linda's body. She's is, Linda, wake up! Is there. And that's how we learned she her name. She ain't waking up. Yeah, that is literally when you learn her name. Otherwise, I don't think you hear her name up. I think that we point. do, but we just suck at knowing names. For I'm the, most part. the worst at knowing names. The most I did for names was Thirteen Ghosts when I went through the <laughs> jack right. and I made I made a script. I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna make a profile page first, which I think. I do want to try to do that, make an, an actual like character profile page first. Yeah, pick and, like the the main dudes. Yeah, the, or the, chicks. the important people, protagonists, antagonists, everybody, the main characters that we're gonna say, kind of, so we can talk about them right away. That's probably a good idea. It'll, it'll probably help everybody have a good idea of who we're talking about. Especially when, when we get drunk like this and we can't figure shit. Yeah, our and own we're out. fucking it up. Yeah, exactly. Let's just cheers. Salud. Salud. <laughs> Guys, you aren't even prepared for this, but I've been practicing all fucking week. Check this shit out. Okay, anyway, take your drink and let's let's finish the scene here. Eight millimeter intro. That's the new one. I practiced. Did you? I did all week. Um, let's see. So, Lori wakes up, sees all that shit that's ha- going on in this basement. She's like, oh, fuck. I'm in a bad spot. I'm in quite the pickle. Oh, jeez. This um, is real briny. And then she sees uh, Michael walk up behind her. Mm. And she's like, ah! And he's like, she's like, I don't, I don't, I didn't do anything. Don't, don't hurt me. You know, she's kind of like, I don't know what to do. All right. And he just kind of walks up and he just kneels down in front of her. Like hold, drops his knife. Yeah, drops his knife, kneels down in front of her, and he holds out a picture. And she's like, I don't know them. I don't know who they are. 
And she's like crying and he just hands her the picture and she takes it and she's looking at it. And then she sees the knife on the ground and she's kind of like, I want to help you, but I don't know how. I just don't know how. And she's kind of like, you see her fingers inching towards it in the dirt. And he takes his, his second time he takes the mask off. Or now, if you'll keep in mind, um, earlier in the movie, he wouldn't even take his mask off when he was a kid still. He wouldn't even take his mask off in his mom's presence anymore. He's like, please right. put my mask on, you know? Because we, we, I realized we forgot, to, we skipped that part mm-hmm. where Loomis got him outside time with his mom to walk. Right. He's like, put my mask back on. And I kind of drew the conclusion that that was because, like, he, he even gave up on her because she could never bring him home. Like, yeah. she, did, like she didn't she, want to bring him home. He was stuck there and he hated being there. Um, and, and that she hate was transferred to her because yeah. it was her fault for not bringing him home. So he was just so isolated now. Yeah, that makes sense. So he, he just got over that and just even stopped caring about that. So in this scene, when he's sitting there, he's dropped his knife, he's kneeled. You know, I mean, he's you can tell he's being tender in a way that you don't really see, especially yeah. from grown ass Mike. And, then, and okay. she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. This is where off the record of this. This is where in the second movie it'll make more sense because if you've seen the second one, which I'm sure you have, uh, um, like I said, probably have. Michael Myers, it shows flashbacks. His mom is his mom's spirit, like his memories of her, are telling him what to do. Like he's like, bring us all home, bring us all together, and that's why he's uh, trying to kill Laurie to bring them all. They're all gotcha. Die Reunite the family. Together. Yeah, right. That's what it is. Like so, he still really cares about his mom, and his mom's very important to him. But he's just dis- disengaged from human, like mm. real life. Um, so yeah, so she's reaching for the knife, whatever, and she gets close to him and, uh, he takes his mask off and she finally gets the knife like right next to him. She's like, you motherfucker and stabs him in the collar, like drives the chef's knife, 12 inch knife into his collarbone straight up. He's already been shot and now he's got a knife in the collar. He should be dead straight up. Or at least like Not dead within a few minutes because he's gonna bleed out. Yeah, like that's a cut that will that that'll you're dead. That's no the way she stabbed him. That's uh, what is it? The carotid. Yeah, yeah. Carotid. Carotid. Carotid Carotid artery. Yeah. Yeah. That no. If you're stabbing a knife with a three inch span like that, no matter what, you're hitting that. Where she stabbed him, which was clearly in the collar. That's dead. Bleed out in thirty seconds. Done. Or, or even, I mean, depending on if it if it went deep enough, punctured a lung. Yeah. You know, esophagus, heart, anything, right there. No matter what, if a knife goes in, it's gonna do some fucking damage. You're fucked. Like that is one of the worst spots. This area is the biggest weakness you have. It is. It really is. Like that's it. From from literally like. Where the bottom of your pec meets your ribs and abs, like from there to your neck to your chin, really, like you're pretty yeah. much fucked if you get like stabbed your, in most of those areas. Your ribs will block some stuff, but knives are made to go through those areas, and enough force can crack a rib because they're flexible. As long as they're not trying to do like, you know, almost perpendicular. If, if these are the ribs and you're trying to stab like this, it's not yeah. going to do any yeah, good. Go- but. But as long as like the blades sideways, you know, parallel with the yeah. ribs, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. If it's running parallel, yeah, it, it's so easily going between because it'll bounce off and deflect in. Right. But and also, the ribs aren't also the strongest bones. No, in your they're body they're either. flexible. They're they're made to be flexible. Those, but they also, break pretty. I mean, there's a reason people break ribs just getting CPR. They're not very strong. No, they're they're they have to be flexible. Right. That's they're, a fact. They're meant to be broken before your lungs take the the pressure. Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah, so she stabs him and she starts to she gets to the wall, which apparently Michael 
as on his entrance locked everything up really good. Smart. Um, Real smart. So she starts busting through these walls, you know, ripping boards off, and he's still laying there. And she gets through the first area and gets to the cave, uh, goes outside, mm-hmm. but there's a chain link fence there, and she's like freaking out, trying to get screaming, and all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. I love those. The just the two fucking low. What is it? Probably like a low E key. Just nah, dun, no, I have no idea dun, what dun, that is, but yeah, dun, I, got, I got what you're saying. Dun, dun. It's literally just dun, 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 dun. Single, double, single, double. That's all it is. And he starts to get up and he's like, you know what? Well, fuck her. And she's like, she starts to peel the cage back that she's trying to get out. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck this. Puts his mask back on and just boom, starts punching through the lath of this wall. And he's getting through and he almost grabs her, but she just barely manages to escape, starts running up the stairs. And then the floorboards are also locked. So he had three locks in place. Which how did but she he still lo- managed to get out? How did he lock that the floorboard one? I have no idea. Because the trap door, he locked that. I have no idea. But if that's a fail, maybe unless he had another way down. Don't know. Or but- all the supplies left in the house. Oh, I guess if you locked it from the outside, yeah. Yeah, because it's a, it's a it's a like yeah, a, yeah. basically like a deadbolt, like a slide bolt. I guess I didn't. I did, that didn't even occur to me at all. Yeah, unless he has another way down there, that's a, I'll count that as a fail. Yeah. Yeah, because she doesn't escape out of she escapes out of that. Yeah, she? but yeah, because she has to like jam it, and then she doesn't get it open all the way. Like she has to like yeah, she kind of like gets shimmies open, out. Yeah, like but there's a, the the yeah. padlock on the chain link. There's a the doors are nailed shut on the inside of that. And yeah, I guess that, that is a little bit of a tra- fail. So those three locks right there, I'm gonna call that. 75% fail right there. All right. That's so fair. I think that's probably the worst fuck fail up. Because maybe there's another way in that he had, but I don't know. We didn't see it. I'm going to call that sure. three quarters of a fail. All right. I'll take so that So we're one. up to one fail for this whole movie. One total fail so far. Um, that's yeah. not bad. So no. yeah, she gets out. Kind of. Um, she busts through. She gets away. And of course, Mike's you know quickly in touch. So she's running now that she's out in kind of open ground. And uh, somehow she's so fucking blind that she doesn't know notice the giant pit of a swimming pool that's in front of her. And, and she falls. Oh boy, does she fall! She yep. falls into like the probably the four or five foot area, and then yeah. tumbles down into the eight to ten foot area, yeah, we'll the deep end of the pool. Half. We'll say seven and a half. So now she's laying at the bottom of this fucking pool. And this is the part where you're like, okay, bitch, be quiet and play dead in the leaves because but he doesn't no. know you're there and he's not far behind. Just shut up and maybe. Granted, you don't know how close he was, but just shh. If he's not right on your tail anyway, since you fell and had time to roll, shut up. Just shut up and lay there. Maybe you'll be okay. Right. But I mean, granted, we can't imagine the pain and the terror and all that. Yeah. She, she's just, ah, oh, 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 it hurts. Oh, it's my first time getting fucking hurt. I mean, no, no, straight I, up. It needs to be less sexual, dude. All my pain's sexual. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> that guinea pig, that poor guinea pig. No, dude, it's a straight up thing from workaholics. Um, so Mikey calmly approaches, gets up to the pool, of course, because yep. she's moaning and groaning and making all kinds of rustle and bustle in the leaves. So it's not hard to find you when you're doing that stupid shit. So he calmly approaches, nowhere for her to fucking go. Like she tries to climb up the wall to no avail, yeah, uh, fucking clearly. obviously. Um, um, and he continues to grow closer, but all of a sudden the doc shows up. Michael, stop! Holy shit! Don't take another step. 
I don't want to hurt you. I do want to say fucking props on the casting for Dr. Loomis, though. Like, if you watch the original, yeah, Dr. Loomis, old Dr. Loomis is fat. But seriously, perfect casting for that. Like, 100% see him being the same person. Like, boom, boom. Like, it's grade A. I thought they did a perfect job. You're saying in comparison to the original yeah. one? I mean, not the same body shape, but yeah. as far as, like, being the same dude? Face, face, face dude, perfect. I think they did a... Like they couldn't have cast a better person. I don't know who the guy is. He's so familiar. In uh, this, in this one, yeah, uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, I know he's in an episode of Psych, and because he's a famous British person, for whatever reason, I just wanted to say David Attenborough, but that's not it. Uh, he was the main, and I didn't know this until Nicole pointed it out. As soon as she said, it, I was like, "Oh, that makes so much fucking sense." I thought he looked familiar. He was the main guy from um, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yep. He's the main dude from yeah. Clockwork Orange. It's just like I never connected it because he's so young in clockwork and yeah. so fucking white haired in this. I never put it together. See, but as soon as she said it, like the two faces melded in my head and I was like, oh my God, it is. Like, holy Kevin, shit. Kevin Malone from The Office and Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those aren't the same people, whereas these two are. But they look like the but same. <laughs> oh my God. When I saw that meme, I lost my fucking mind. Oh, dude, How that hadn't occurred to me is just. It's so fantastic. It, it seems so obvious. Yeah. So fucking obvious. Like I mean, they, it's spot on. If those two did a face swap on the Snapchat, they'd look <laughs> the same. It's like, what happened here? You just taking a side by side picture? Nice selfie, bro. It's definitely not going to be like me and my dog. <laughs> that was awesome. We should put that face swap up on the page. Dude, that was fucking creepy. <laughs> Puts me on his nose. What? And his nose is your whole face. Fuck. Um. Anyway, Doctor Loomis is uh, you know, he's like, stop, Michael, please stop. As the oh, bitch shit. is still laying in the bottom of the pool, and he's walking towards her, and he's like, stop. Boom, boom, boom. Shoots him three times, and he finally drops. And uh. He's like, Dr. Loomis ends up approaching Lori because he's laying there and he gets there and they walk out. And I was ex fully expecting a classic horror thing right here. He's just going to grab, there's going to be a scuffle in the pool. Yeah, right he'll like there. reach out and grab an ankle as they're yep. walking away kind of thing. That, I was thinking it too. That was not the case. And I've seen this movie before and I still thought that's what was going to happen. Cliches, um, bro. Yeah, man. They really built those into what we expect Ugh. of a horror movie nowadays. But yeah, that doesn't happen. So they end up getting out and they get to the cop car and it just kind of shows Michael laying their face down in the pool still. Um, Lori's in the passenger seat. Loomis the docks in, and the yeah, drivers. Which I'm curious because he was walking down. Loomis was walking away from the uh, the Wallace residence. He started walking, but now he's got a police car with no police. Oh, right. Because they're, they're now at Tommy's place. They they were at Tommy's place. Now they're at the Myers. Oh, they're residence. the Myers residence. Yeah, yeah. What am so I they're saying? they're a little right. ways around, across town now. I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah, huh. good so, point. Though he's got a police. Suddenly car. there's a cop car there, yeah. but maybe they walked a ways. You know, yeah, who knows? I, I got no. I well, no, they couldn't walk that far because they're sitting in there and they're talking. And she goes, "Was that the boogeyman?" And he goes, "I believe it was." Bam! Window busted open. Michael grabs her and starts walking away. Yanks her out the fucking window. Yep. Oh, shit. It ain't over yet. Nope. And there is a, an eerie sense of, like, this isn't over. Well, yeah, because like, you're, right you're up waiting to this for point. something more. You're waiting. Because normally at a finisher like that, you're like, okay, more. there's so many more people around, so everything's okay because it's that right. crowd, 
crowd comfort. Right. There's usually like some light music or something starting to play in the background. There's a bunch of people around. You know, everything feels nice and concluded, but it wasn't doing that. So you had some clue that something uh, was about to happen. And sure enough, fucking the window breaks out. She gets yanked out. So now she's no longer in the car. Um, and uh, I mean, he gets her straight up. So Sam's trying to stop her and pretty much doesn't get anywhere. Um, Mike already has her up to the door. And that's when Loomis catches up and like, He's like temporarily he drops Lu- or he drops uh, Laurie and then fucking just grabs McDowell by the head. Yeah. And just McDowell. like the, his real name. It's oh. just the name that came to head. Yeah. Loomis. Well, Cause what he said was like, it's she had nothing to do with it. It was me. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I failed you. I couldn't help you. I'm sorry. Like he's owning up to, his, you know, he's like, I tried, but you just shut down. Like, I failed you. Can you imagine not talking for 20 years? No. Even the two weeks that they mentioned early in the film is like, that's unfucking fathomable. I mean, like, we talk for fun for the whole world to hear. Like, yeah. I can't imagine being silent. Well, for like, the thing weeks. is, like, if I'm in a pissed off mood, like at work or something like that, you know, I'll be really quiet and short with people for like 40 minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. before. Other than customers, because I have to talk right. to them, but like coworkers and stuff, I'll be short and quiet with them. But I can't, I can't not. I just don't like being in a funk like that, though. Yeah. Too, you know, it's like I have to say something. Like I just, because I don't like sitting in bad moods. I'd rather just lighten the mood and just be over with. Like mm. I don't like tension like that. It just makes me really, really, really uncomfortable. I just rather <laughs> just be like, hey, let's just. You laugh. just perpetuate it by sitting there silent. Anyway. Yeah, you're just like, stewing in your own yeah, anger. I'd re- you can sit there and be pissed off with yourself, at yourself, whatever, and just stew on it and be worthless. Or you could just say, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Let's just move on. It's not that big of a deal. Let's just carry so on. So much easier said than done. Yeah, I'm it's pretty still, good. It's still kind of tough to be I'm, like, God, that still pisses me I'm off, I'm pretty though, good man. at it, but yeah, there's definitely those times. Like, I, I'm a more of a, a, a quick aggressor. I'm a spaz at a lot of times, but... If I smoke, I usually let it go immediately. Yeah. Like, within five minutes of that, I'm like, all right, why did I care? I'm just like, whatever. I don't even give a shit. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, that's why I just don't make a big deal. I don't like to make a big deal out of things. Like, I've made it So unnecessary. Yeah, like, what's the point? What's going to come out of me getting angry? You usually realize a few minutes after being angry and you're starting to call, you're like, why was I really that Uh, worked up? That was really kind of pointless. No, what is the point of <laughs> doing this? Anyway. Anywho, indeed. Let's finish this movie. Yeah, we're just about at the end here, so let's top the shit off. So Put the cherry Michael is crushing Dr. Loomis's head as Lori hides in the house. And she finally actually is silent when she fucking hides. For like a, once. God. So she hides, and he's crushing his head, and he finally just drops Loomis. Right, so now we we watch her kind of making her little escape. She wriggles into this room through like a Lose, small little hole. Loses his trench coat. Right, and uh, she crawls into like a sub wall. Yep, it's like a like these two like the wall between a hallway and the bedroom were not planned out accordingly. So there's like eighteen inches of space in between these two walls. Right, so where a person could easily stand in. Yeah, so she's kind of hiding in there, and she's actually being quiet and covering her mouth. Like what? Right. Very rare. Especially in this genre. In, in slashers, yeah, again, it's these movies are right on par with just cliche I action. Lost my up and oh Jesus. Up and back. There's always cliches galore. So it's nice to have when anybody has any sense of 
Like, oh, you did what any normal, sensible fucking human being would do in that scenario. Try but, not to get fucking noticed. But then again, also, when you like, you know, let's, let's just go back to when you were a kid or something like this. Like, uh, and you got caught doing something you weren't supposed to do and you're trying to hide it real quick. Your adrenaline's running and you can't quite, your limbs aren't working and you're just panicked. Like, you know, you're sitting there, middle of the living room or something, and you're looking at naughty things on the computer and somebody walks and you're like, oh my God, let me close this. It's not closing. <laughs> and and suddenly you're sitting in this really unnatural position that they've never seen you sitting in. You look really stiff. Like, and you're just like, oh yeah, hi, how are you doing? I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Everything's good. How are you? Uh, was it yeah. a good day at work? And they're just like, what's so, up? Uh, what's up? <laughs> like, I definitely wasn't looking at porn. Uh, you know, just downloading some music. Yeah. Just checking out some music videos. What are you listening to? Uh, 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 WWE Diva soundtrack. It, it, sorry, it sounded a little sexual. They just get a little weird. No big deal. This new new rage, new new rage. Um, anyway, the thing so with the kids. She hides, and she's in the sub wall. And uh, Michael walks in now because he's done had his way with Loomis, and she sees him. And I mean, granted, because they like clearly they left a little more light in the house because for camera sake, right. so you can see what's up, but. Theoretically, it's just a bright moonlight. Yeah, it's and a it real looks dark like blue. She looks very visible through the wall. She does. But, I mean, also, yeah, if it was pitch black, like it, you'd expect to be in that house, this this whole part of the movie would suck. All this movie would suck. There'd be nothing to see. It'd just be yeah. like, oh, cool. There's scuffles in the dark. I can see a mask floating in midair. Yep. Because <laughs> it's the only white um, thing in the entire scene. Yeah. So he's walking around. He's stalking, and he gets down to the end of the hall, and she he hear, kind of hears her gasp. And you you see that, and he just kind of like his he stops, and he just kind of turns his head around, and he starts walking. His mannerisms are really good too. Yeah, Uh, whoever played him, I really like his mannerisms and just how he reacts. I do. I love the new mask because it's the same mask, but it's just a little more detailed, and it strengthens his facial features and his menacingness. Like it does instead of just the plain, you know, white basically white piece of plastic over his face with the hair. It's got the details of the nose it's got the furrowed brow just enough to where he can look creepy and he can also look rage filled at the same right. time like and it's a little more tattered than you remember from the old ones like there's yeah. cracks in the in the yeah there's rubber like rubber or whatever from it being buried yeah and- there's dirt the hair is kind of grayed like i don't know even like when it was brand new and clean you could see that it was a little more yeah. detailed and just molded certainly a was little better and I really appreciate that. Um, Small detail that made a really big visual oh, difference. Oh, d- it did, 100%. It, it allowed that character to emote without having an actual face. And that's fucking huge. Yeah. That's a tough feat to conquer. Um. So, yeah, he, he kind of turns around and he heads back down the hall. And he gets to the wall where you know she's hiding in. And he just starts kicking it in and starts bashing it. And you're just waiting for the screams. You're waiting for the screams. Nothing, and then it just kind of pans down the hall, and she's sitting there with her hand over her mouth because she got out of the hallway. Yeah, she snuck out of the sub wall and was like just around the corner. Yeah, and she's kind of sitting there as he's bashing in the wall, and then he's kind of calming down because he's realized she's not in there. She's like, "What the fuck?" And then she sees Doctor Lewis's gun, Mm. (laughs) which like. Did he drag his body in the house? Yeah, then? he did. He, he had to the, have because yeah, like it shows him doing it. Oh, okay, um, I, I, yeah, I missed he, that. You know, he crushes his head. He starts crushing his head in the doorway, and then so he can shut the door, he, so nobody pulls up anymore. He starts dragging his body in, 
shuts the door and he gets him in. Like, I'm going to say that there's no second. Well, they're, they are on the second floor. So I guess, I don't know. What I, do we count this as a fail too? Because it doesn't show him. It just literally just shows him dragging him by his feet in and not bringing him up to the second floor. I mean, I wouldn't count it as a fail because if you were to show him bringing the body all the way to that point, what's the point? Yeah. Well, like I mean, it's just a waste of camera time well, overall, especially when you're in the climax of the film. That would be yeah. a weird slowdown where but he's just it, carrying it his body to, around. It is important to know that they are on the second floor. It is. Just for this whole scene because of what happens in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, so so for some reason, he drags this body all, all the way, way upstairs, upstairs. Yep. into this hallway real close to where she was. So it's like it's a little too convenient, but I wouldn't necessarily consider it a fail. No, it's reasonable to conceive that this could have happened, that he would have hidden the body within the house. That yeah, kind of thing. Definitely. But, but it's, just the it's place, unlikely. Yeah, it just doesn't quite fit. But whatever, you know. It happens. It's Suspension not a, of disbelief a yeah. little bit with these kinds of movies anyway. You have yeah. to have that. Uh, keep in mind, the dude's been shot four times and stabbed in the collarbone, and he's still just trucking around anyway, so clearly it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, and he also hasn't eaten for God knows how long. Two weeks, we'll say? No, <sighs> a week. We'll say a week. Presumably. Um, and he's a massive Hulk. So he, or she rather, sees Dr. Loomis... And notices the pearlescent glow of the gun handle. And she's like, oh, I'm going to need that shit. And remember, only three bullets out of a six-shooter have been fired thus far. Yep. So there's definitely still bullets in it, so it can be of use. So she grabs that shit and then starts to hide again. Yep. Well, so yeah, she actually touches Dr. Loomis, and that's, you realize he's still alive. Right. Because he twitches Cause a he little twitches, bit. he twitches, yep. And then uh, Michael's there, so she grabs the gun and she runs. And as he's walking after her, Loomis... I guess that's something we didn't consider. The fact oh. that he was still alive, maybe he got himself there and just collapsed in the hallway. Or, okay, or... Because that's were, another feasible idea Or they idea were downstairs, there. and then when... Because, okay, so when he is chasing her now, Dr. Loomis grabs her. Maybe she ran upstairs then. Right. Maybe she just ran upstairs because they were in front of the front door, and she just knew that, hey, maybe upstairs I have a better chance. Right. So, she anyway, she runs upstairs. Um... And yeah, as Michael Myers is wa- as Michael is walking past Doctor Loomis, Mike Doctor Loomis grabs his leg, and kind of holds him. But he has no strength left because he's basically been um, his head was crushed into a concussion. Yeah, like that's a fact. Guaranteed, get a bunch of swelling on the brain yeah. and all that shit. He is not in a good position. He's an older man too. He's not yeah. in the best shape. Definitely in like 60s, 70s yeah. age. Um. So she runs upstairs and somehow she super fast gets up into a crawl space in the ceiling above the hall. It, I watched, uh, we actually rewound because I was like, how the fuck did she get in the ceiling? Yeah. Um, and, and when I rewound, it was like, oh, okay. So there's like, cause you notice the way this house is set up, it's like the old slat work. So it's yeah. like these two lath. inch or so it's lath, lath. That's what yeah, it's called. It's, it's uh it's they're one inch by like quarter inch little strips of wood yeah. covered with mortar. Yeah. Yep, that's lath. Okay. Pla- so lath and plaster. So in other words, she's got an easy way to climb. Yeah. I mean, she's essentially got a built-in ladder with these walls. So, and, and this house is dilapidated as all oh, fuck. Yeah. It hasn't, no one's lived in it for the last 15, 20 years. Chink. So like, pff, I just said a racial slur. So yeah, it does kind of make sense how she'd be able to climb up there. Yep. But yes, yeah, she does make it up there like 
That was a little quick. Yeah, record-breaking <laughs> time, and he had no idea. He didn't really know where he was. Earlier, you couldn't manage to dial 911, and this time you can scurry up a wall like it's some sort of pre-built ladder meant for you to climb. It was a little, again, convenient, as these movies tend to be, but it does make enough sense that it's like, again, feasible. Feasible, like, yeah. I'll take it. It's hard to judge in that the terror and the adrenaline, though. And it's like, happening you, so fast that yeah. unless you go back, you'd never even really think about it. Well, that's it. one of those things, though. You, you know, you think about these horror movies and what people say, oh, why didn't they just do this? When you're in a high adrenaline, fear-filled situation like that, you don't think straight. That's the thing. You don't know exactly what you're doing. Like, you're just going to do it. Like, okay, go this way. Panic. That's why the... uh uh mob mentality that's basically mob mentality you know what i mean like you're not thinking straight you're just going off of the energy that mm. everything else is making you feel mm -hmm. and you're just running with it you're just because you don't know what the fuck to do you can't think straight straight your brain is not working you're not being rational when we're in the crowd we can be rational about it right that's the problem with horror movies and also that's where i think a lot of directors also fudge up because they're trying to compensate for that or mm. they're just trying to be over the top and they're just like they just they just don't play it right. They don't we don't get that horror, we don't get that feel right, but this was a good movie for it. I anyway. agree. In a panic like that, there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think about. The no. only one that I can say is like that's a pretty stupid fucking thing is like how they always split up yeah how groups always split up it's like there's no good rational reason for that one of the, one, but like, like girls looking backwards they're terrified when they're yeah, running they and then they see... trip because they're looking backwards like yeah. why well, i mean of course you want to know if you gotten away yeah like is it still chasing you do, do you have time to try and find actual help instead of just running right, like right or which way are they going where are they so you know or if like, you're running through the woods there's plenty to trip over oh yeah you know but so like, i mean again one of the only movies we actually did the uh the review on it but that really bugged me was the fucking hills have eyes too military units yeah how useless I, I see and again they were still recruits and training but don't give a shit <laughs> they should have had more sense than they did in this movie without a doubt oh that yeah. movie excuse yeah. me let's finish this movie we have again we have digress. seven minutes left ish so yeah she's climbed up into the ceiling at this point uh, she's not being quiet. She's panicking like a motherfucker, scurrying across the the sub-ceiling like some sort of giant rat or armadillo or perhaps capybara-type related species thing. And so he knows she's up there. So he snags himself a nice two-by-four and just starts ramming that shit yeah. through the lath. I was lath, waiting for him to lath, get some... Lathing? Lath. Lath. L-A-T-H-E. So would lath refer to the whole thing, the entire yeah. thing? Lath and mortar. Okay, so he starts just stabbing through the lath then. That works, yeah. So he's just putting holes in the ceiling, basically trying to root out the rat. Yep. And he's just busting the ceiling. I was waiting for him to get something to design. I have to start going like this <laughs> a little bit. Because he looks up, smashes, the, but then he does look down. But still, that all that dust and that stuff, I've busted out walls with lath. And even wearing goggles, you still get shit in your eyes. It seems like it'd be fun. Oh, it's definitely just fun. Wrecking walls. That's what we, me, uh, me, you, and Jace were gonna go do yeah. at my mom's house with God bowling damn balls, it. but they've decided to just light the shit on fire. Fucking assholes. God, rude. Mom, you suck. Way to ruin all the fun. Ooh, that was nice. It was like stereo. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Left and right. So, so she's up in the ceiling. He's bashing, bashing, bashing. Eventually, she falls through the ceiling. Yep. She, she, he's, but, he's done bashing. Yeah. And she starts to crawl. And then she just falls. Thankfully, into a room that's not the one that he's yeah. in. Or no. hallway. Well, I mean, it doesn't in. really matter because he's 
she can't get up. She just fell eight feet. Well, right, but at least she didn't fall right at his fucking feet. Yeah. Like, where he could just grab her by the fucking shirt and carry her wherever he yeah. wants, you know? He at least had to go get to her first. Yeah, so she falls through. She's As she's gathering herself, she kind of stands up. Gun in hand the whole time. She yeah. never dropped it falling the eight feet from the ceiling. Uh-uh. Which, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm just assuming she had the death lock. Honestly, when he showed him walking, yes. She did walk up the stairs after him because it shows she's looking through the ceiling as he's walking up the stairs and she sees him at the top of the stairs. I'm like, shoot him then. Yeah. Shoot him then. He's at, he's at a distance. Yeah, he's eight feet from you. He doesn't know quite where you are. And you got this perfect like eight inch gap in the ceiling to shoot him in the fucking head. Right. Shoot him then. Perfect timing. But but naturally. Yeah, you just want to hide, and I understand that. Um, Don't draw attention to yourself. Yeah. That probably isn't your first thought. No. So she's... Uh, she was in hide mode yeah, 100% at that yeah, point. Finally. You're not going to be shooting. Um, she ends up falling through the ceiling, and as she stands up, there's Michael standing in the doorway, and she's she gets to her feet, and she's literally... She picks the gun up, and she's about to shoot him, but he just says, fuck this, and he runs, <laughs> and he just tackles her, and they fall out the window. Homage to the second Halloween second, movie, yep. movie, yeah, yep. where it's uh, him and Doctor Loomis, I yep. think, and Pretty he shoots sure him like is. seven times, and they fall out the window, yep. out the front yard. But then it's just, and then they get another exterior shot, and the body's gone, but yep. Loomis is still there. Yep, uh, it's very similar to that. Um, but they fall out, and then you know, my notes here is a uh, gotta love that uh, that Myers endurance and stamina there because they. He, they've both been through fucking hell at this point. They're still going. Str- well, you think they're going strong, but right. Michael's not really moving at this point. Yeah. So they're down on the ground. She struggles up to her knees. And she's and, on top of him. Yeah. She's like straddling him. She's in, uh, what would they call that? Full cowgirl? guard? Yeah. Or that, I guess if you're going with sexual terms. <laughs> she's, she's cowgirl. She's in cowgirl right now. And uh, she's she's done. Like she's just ready to put a bullet in this guy's head and be done with this. She spits at his face because he's not moving. She thinks she's dead, and she's pissed. She's had enough of this shit. Pulls the trigger once. Click. Fuck. Pulls the trigger twice. Click. Fuck. All right, let's do it again. You hear sirens coming at though. You know, you start to hear the sirens. Police are on their way. And then she goes and he grabs the gun. He grabs the gun at this point. There's a third click before he grabs the gun. Oh, is there? Yep. So click. It goes through all three shots because somewhere in all of this, the revolver got spun. Yeah. So so all three shots that Loomis had shot earlier, she shoots blanks. Boom, boom, boom. Click, click, click. And then he's starting to struggle. He grabs the gun and just boom. As soon as he's got hold of her wrist, she panics, pulls the trigger again. Blood everywhere, and she's just screaming bloody murder and Finn. Credites. And then the. That's the end. Yeah. Fucking boom. Good goddamn movie. That's Halloween. And, uh,. The Rob Zombie remake. And maybe we'll do the second one in a little bit here since Petey apparently hasn't seen it. But Yeah, we'll definitely do the second one of this yeah. with time. Um, it won't I, be back-to-back, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it, yeah, because we got to finish the series, except for my next suggestion for our movie, which is Silent Hill. Mm, we're not going to do the second one of those. The, the second one sucked. They shit the bed real good. That's a fact. The first one was decent. The first one was... I, not gonna lie, I liked. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. But it's not great, but it's not bad. The second one, when, when, when I still lived here, when they popped that on Netflix, and I was like, "Yeah, I remember this." Oh, 
You watch it, and I have never seen you more bummed out from a movie. You're just so pissed off. Well, the first one was good. The second one was just like, what? Well, the second one had some like really classic characters from the Silent Hill series, and they just shit the bed. They did. And I think they could do a really good movie out of the Silent Hill series. Better, definitely better than the Resident Evil abortions of a film. I agree wholeheartedly. I think I think somebody could take that title over and have a really cool time with it because that story is pretty fucking unique. Oh yeah, and I like it because Sheen Bean didn't actually die. Sheen Bean. <laughs> Fun fact: He changed his name to be like that because he used to be Sean, like S H A W N, but he just changed it to. S-E-A-N to piss people off. Sheen Bean. Yeah, so he's like, Sheen Bean. Like, you fucker. What an asshole. <laughs> I know, I love it. That's why he dies in every movie. Fair enough. But With a shitty ass name like that. Um, Let's, should I grade this movie? Yeah, let's jump on the grading. All right. Let's to see. be honest, I can't even remember if we if I did the grading For on Tusk. Tusk. I don't know, man. Like, I by the time we got to the end of it, I was so goddamn drunk that I can't remember if we graded the movie correctly. That's okay. We're, you know, we're still figuring this stuff out. We're still in our first year of this. It's all give and take. Uh, we have a good enough idea of what the grading is. I should have had that down. It's five basic points. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go for setting for this movie. Right, let's start with the setting. Uh, so we got Haddonfield. Illinois, motherfucker. So I think the three different, basically the three main scenes of this. Very well done. I I feel like they did the... Like, like the old house, the new house, and the, the penitentiary? Yeah, yeah, the old house, the penitentiary, and the dilapidated Version house. of the old yeah. house, yeah. Uh, I feel like... Because otherwise, there's just some minor fill-ins that aren't really that relevant. It's super simple for the setting, which I liked. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of moving around, but there was at the same time just different aspects of it that you wouldn't maybe see. The era was right for sure. Yeah. The town was very residential. I yep. mean, if you compare it to the old school one, when they do that very first scene uh, after school where the girls are coming down the sidewalk, I mean, yeah. you feel like you're watching just an updated version of the 1970 version. So oh, yeah. They, I think they did a great job. Definitely. If, if nothing else, just matching the feel of the old movies. I definitely liked it. I liked some of the, uh, the shout-outs to the old movies <clears> in there. Uh, with the kill scenes and the violence and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it did well. Um, so setting, I don't really have any complaints on. Me either. Uh, let's see. Casting, like I said, Loomis. I, c- I can't disagree with Loomis. Michael Myers, I mean, he is what he is. He's a giant Hulk with a mask on. I don't know the guy's name, but he seemed like the perfect character to be yeah. playing this kind of guy. Um, there wasn't really a whole lot of character. I like the shout out to the, uh, you know, like as you were saying mm-hmm. with uh, Annie was harkening back good. to four and five. Yeah, there wasn't really any characters that I disagreed with. Like not a whole no, lot. No, I mean really everybody fit in their own right. There was nobody that was like man. Yeah, I really don't see anybody that was too super out of place. Loomis was fucking spot on and that's the big thing right there. Even the over the top weird pervert dudes in the penitentiary that raped the girl in front yeah. of him. It's like those guys fit. Like yeah. those people existed in those times. Oh, and yeah. to this day. Oh, definitely. In smaller numbers, sure, but I mean that's a real fucking thing. Yeah, definitely. And the dudes that played it, <laughs> they crushed it. Yeah. I believe that they were those rapist pieces of shit douchebags. Exactly. Yeah, they they have the twang. They have the natural voice for it. They just those nasty facial hair, whatever. They, they, they seem did, like garbage humans. They did a good job on that. So no complaints on casting. I'll give it tops on that one. Uh, let's see. We got cinematography, the music. We've already said the soundtrack. Everything is perfect for that. I I love. I just love the the actual the score. Mm-hmm. And I do love the uh, the shout outs to the oldie music that's in right. there. You know. 
Rush and uh, Don't Blue Fear Eyes the, the Cult. Yeah. Or or for the fact that they do the repeats. Yeah. Like with that stuff, like how they mirrored the scenes like that. Yep. I think that plays right into the cinematography. I and don't how they... have a whole lot to disagree with on no. the, uh, the cameras. The lighting either. was all really yeah, good. I thought it was decent. Yeah. There's no no big things there. Um, so you go plot then. And plot um, and originality are left. Okay. So plot. Um, I feel like it was two movies because it, it was. It 100% was. It was. Um, I mean, it was almost a perfect score on that. I think there was just a you know those few minor takeaways, mm-hmm. but that's- I mean, all in all, I with those minor faults that it had, I'm willing to kind of almost brush those aside for the fact that they explained more of the story that that's was true. missed. Yes, like they filled in the gaps of well, how did Mike get to this point? Because they couldn't make just a. a origin story for Mike. They couldn't have just taken that first part and called that good. Mm-mm. That wouldn't have worked. Right. That wouldn't have been enough. And they couldn't have just like, if they would have just taken the second half, that would have been the first movie, the very first Halloween movie. If, As- the way I did it myself, I did it in two separate sittings. I literally watched the first hour and then the second hour. Yeah. And if you do it like that, it literally is two movies. Well, it's just like the It movie. Technically, it's a mini series, but right. and I mean, halfway it's, through it becomes a whole different thing. Yeah, it's a whole just new movie. Th- Twenty years later, or thirty years later, or something like that. Like, Salud! it's just one of those things. It's there wasn't enough takeaway for the plot for me to say it wasn't a good plot. There's right. No, um, I mean, the only thing that you can really detract it from, excuse me, detract from it is the fact that it's a remake. You know, I mean, that takes away from both the originality and the plot in some elements. But the originality also with that first half of the movie. Exactly. It's a real weird dichotomy. While it's not original in the sense that it's like we're just rehashing something that's already been done, they also did go through the effort of adding something to make it new. A whole lot of it, yeah. A whole hour's worth of material. Yeah. Because then they just took a movie that was probably about an hour 40, hour 45, maybe an hour and a half even just, and they just condensed that into one hour even. Yeah. And then we're just like, well, we got a whole other hour we could totally play with to make this a real fucking movie to give you the entire story instead of being like, well, I mean, here's this guy and he's fucking crazy. And I mean, that doesn't really matter how he got crazy. He's just crazy and he's killing people. Watch that. It's going to be yeah. gory. It's going to be fun. You'll have, you'll have a great time. It doesn't really go down easy. This will be good. They just didn't go the easy route there and they decided, all right, well, let's take that condense it to the important parts of the murder and all that shit and then give you all that information that you really are missing and is fucking crucial to understanding this character oh yeah it, de- it just adds that depth to him like that's the thing and also for you listeners if you haven't kind of figured it out from our a couple of our other podcasts that we've done we are kind of uh zombie fanboys in a way <laughs> like he is i i like his style a lot the way he shoots movies is so unique in when, comparison to other horror shoots. Honestly, looking at a lot of uh, like online reviews and stuff, apparently people don't really like a whole lot of zombie movies. If you're not a zombie fan, that is very typical. It's like, kind of almost a cult following in that like it's it's fans of his that understand where he's coming from as an artist that like his movies. Yeah, I I like his movies. I mean, I'm not his the biggest music fan of his, but I I think his movies are well done. I like his style for it. Lords of Salem was one of my favorite movies. Like I know so many people that hated that movie. Hated I didn't think, when they I, got to the end, they're like, what the fuck was that? I thought it was a good movie. I I think it's super unique. And that in and of itself didn't gives us, any movie creed in my opinion. Did you and Nicole opinion. go see that in theaters? No. No, I hadn't seen it until... Uh, Who did I see that in theaters with? No idea. I 
I saw it, it was with somebody. not me. I know I didn't see it until I bought or until I rented it. Excuse me, I rented it one time. Maybe we rented it here. That might have been what it was. But I, I, thought I don't think I saw it, that shit in theaters. I, I swear it was that movie's eight. I'm, yeah, am I I'm crazy? Pretty, I'm pretty sure us three that, went to I think we went to now, it as a household thing. I also want to state that when I go to see movies, if it's not like You're also pretty stoned. three to seven in the afternoon, somewhere's in there by the time I'm done, then I will very likely get sleepy and fall asleep. Well, I, I th- just have that habit when it comes to A, watching movies, and B, being in a movie theater for some reason. It's really yeah. comforting to me, and I, I fall asleep really easy past seven the, o'clock. I thought it was one of those movies that when we lived here, like we were going to go see it because I was working the later shift, but I think I was off at like seven. Yeah. And we were going to go see it, us three, and I got home, and I took a shower while you two were in your room fucking. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, guys, we got to go see this movie. <laughs> you know what? The more you describe it. It's There's too much detail for the story to not be true. It could be a different movie completely, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like that was one of those things. Maybe. Yeah, you might be right. I don't I, I can't guarantee you. I was Irregardlessly, I, I really liked the movie yeah. because it was so unique. And we just collectively we got a one whoopsie compared, you know, for all of the things that we said, which was three. But right. none of them were enough to be a full one. So. None of them were glaring. No, whoopsies. they're just kind of like, huh? You, they're like you have to think about it a little bit. Right. That doesn't quite add so up. So all in all, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and give this movie. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a seven out of ten. I'm with you. I'm not um, gonna give it a perfect score because nope. it's not a jaw dropping film. Doesn't have originality in enough that it's like it's completely its own. Yeah, thing. It, and it just had those those small little things, but it was a great movie nonetheless. Basically, anything above a four is a great movie, and you should probably watch. Yeah, I mean, honestly, think about the horror genre in general. I mean, it's become so laughable. Yeah, it's such a rough area to find something that's truly good not something that's like i love this look how campy and horrible it is this is such a fucking like, awesome horror yeah. movie because no, it's, it's terrible it's all like about thanks killing jump scares and you don't get the 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 psychological drilling that you need it's that you don't get the that and cliches are a problem. Yeah. A lot of movies have too many cliches. This one, again, has a bunch of cliches, but they do it in a way that's pretty classy. I mean, even comedy is taking the cliches too far, though, oh, now. So it's so bad. Like, I don't, honestly, there's not a whole lot of good movies out anymore. No. I, I honestly, the best comedy I've seen in probably the last five years was Daredevil. How sad is that? An action movie was the best comedy I've seen in five fucking years. Um, Even saw... Superbad, I think, is really overrated compared to the last amazing straight comedy movie that came out, Anchorman. That is the, the last one I can... Yes, the yeah. original Anchorman is the last legitimate comedy movie I can say that was fucking awesome start to goddamn finish and wasn't a rehash yeah. of any variety. Yeah, the last last great uh, comedy movie, if you will, was a comedy action awesome fucking movie, which was Deadpool. Exactly. God, God Damn, Deadpool was, was incredible. That movie's a 10 out of 10. Did I say Daredevil? Yeah. Oh, I meant Deadpool the whole yeah. time. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, you said it like you were saying some sort of epiphanic thing, and I was like, I think I already just said that. Yeah, you said Daredevil. Oh, my bad. No, I meant Deadpool. That was the best comedy I've seen in, the, in the last hilarious. five years. Um, I did just, I did watch I uh, 10, that that hard. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have oh, how is that? that? No, um, I haven't. The, honestly, I, I hated Cloverfield. Oh, I hated Cloverfield. The trailers for this looked like it was worth seeing. Really good. Um, it's not what you'll expect. Have you seen The Witch yet? No. Along the same lines, not what you're expecting. But I really liked it. I enjoyed that movie completely. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I have I'm pretty no excited compl- to see that. I have no complaints about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, it has a good cast and everything. So good anyway, stuff. yeah, 7 out of 10 for uh, Halloween. 
Rob Zombie. Seven um, out of tens of must see, folks. I uh, I'm definitely thinking that uh, our next one will be Silent Hill because we both have a copy of the movie, so we can watch right. it. Um, but also, you know, if you guys have any suge- listeners ever want us to, you know, you got some suggestions, fucking let us know. We'll plug we'll, that shit in. Yeah, if we if we got access to it, we'll figure it out. We'll try it. Amazon's got just about anything we could want. So. It's true. Otherwise, we can rent it. We can buy. It. We'll figure it out. This show is almost like a reason for me to expand my movie library. Yeah. So if you come up with something I don't have, bummer. I got to spend five or ten dollars on Amazon yeah. so I can have Shucks. my own copy. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to get drunk to and review and dissect, <laughs> uh, give us a shout out on the. Uh, Twitter page is probably the easiest. Yeah. At uh, gents underscore INQ. That's probably the easiest one. Um, otherwise, we have an email address. That's probably another good one. Gentlemen's Inquiry at gmail.com or the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash gents inc. So, yeah. Real easy to get a hold of us. Boom. It's all very much in the same vein. The only difference is the gents underscore INQ and gents inc without the underscore. So, and all this information <laughs> is on the, uh, the podcast. Uh, it's in every info. description. Yep. yep. So every single one. Hit us up if you got anything. I'm Josh the Hamster. I'm motherfucking Petey. This has been 8mm Dissection of Halloween. Boom! Rob Zombie Edition. Peace, motherfuckers. 20 pounds for the king. That's another show in the bank. Yes, my good sir. Yes, it is. Okay. That's it. That's the end of it. It was a good one. And I promise we'll do part two. But for now, that's all you're going to get for Halloween. You got two... Count them two, one and one half hour long episodes of The Hamster and I talking about this fucking awesome movie. So I think you're going to need a break from all the orgasms or eargasms, depending on how you play it. And we'll give you something else in the meantime. Um, I think our next one's going to be Silent Hills. So now you have a little something to look forward to if you're listening. Otherwise, hopefully we'll entice you to listen. Um, but you're not going to hear this. So why am I even talking to those people anyway? Um, fuck yeah. As usual, Gents Inc. can be reached on Twitter at, believe it or not, Gents underscore I-N-Q. That's at G-E-N-T-S underscore I-N-Q. Facebook.com slash Gents Inc. G-E-N-T-S-I-N-Q. No underscore. Yes! And don't type in no underscore. I'll slap you across the face via your IP address. And uh, if you want, you can shoot us an email. Go old school with your communication. And uh, you can shoot us an email at gentlemensinquiry at gmail.com. Ain't shit else for you to say. Um, by the time you hear this, um, if I'm not mistaken, we're on Google Play. Um, I got the heads up that we've been, uh, and we got the go ahead, I guess, or uh, the the thumbs up that will be up. It's just a matter of when. Uh, hopefully, it'll be up by the time this is airing. If not, deal with it. I mean, you're already hearing it somewhere else. So if you search Google Play and you can't find us, just give it another week, and you'll probably find it by then. Um, so yeah, you can find us on iTunes. For sure, just search us. You can subscribe. We love it when you subscribe and rate, for that matter. You can also find us on Stitcher and the Podbean app, or if you just are using your computer, use your web browser, um, at gentlemensinquiry.podbean.com. Simple enough. I don't think you could fuck that up, you ne'er-do-well retard. I got nothing else for you. That's the end of this fucking show. The hamster says goodbye. And uh, this is Petey also saying goodbye, and I love you all for listening. That's right. I said it, and you're going to have to say it back eventually. Otherwise, this is going to start to get really awkward. But for now, signing off. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Bye, fuckers.